Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 12th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, great. I, we're here. We're, we're what we've been waiting all year for. The, the may, end of the Wyndham. Oh, Top 10. I, I thought you were going to say it's a major championship week. Finally, we've waited all year for a major and we finally have the senior players, the Bridgestone senior players, major championship. I mean, again, it's kind of unbelievable, and you know, maybe one of the benefits of of the coronavirus is this thing's jammed together that we get the end of the the season long chase for the Wyndham Rewards Top Ten, matching up with the senior players of Major Championship. It, it's <laughs> it's rich. It's a rich These week. People- Keep talking, citing the stat. We got seven majors in the next 11 months that they're not neglecting. You know, you got a region's tradition in there. You got a senior players. Um, isn't the players, didn't we get worked up about this last year? No cut, a no cut major championship, oh, yeah. I no believe. Cut. It's like 70 something guys. I just, I feel bad for the guys that they put through it. Like, be, I know. if you're playing bad golf and you're in a tournament, the cut's like a, you know what? I got to get out of here. I, yeah, I don't want to come back and shoot another 80 tomorrow. <laughs> it's two less days to shoot 80 and finish 45 shots behind the winner. But uh, that's a fa- it is no BS. It's a jam schedule. It's unbelievable how many things. It's like an embarrassment of riches. Whereas the Wyndham, you know, they kick in all this cash to be this, you know, new competition, new race. And they're competing with like eight other tournaments. Now it's the PGA Tour, so of course it's elevated above the uh, above the Champions Tour and, and things like that. It'll get more run than that. But like, I think most golf nuts are going to be drawn to the USAM, right? I mean, that's just the way it's going to go. Nobody the, 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 talk about a contrast in I don't know authenticity. Maybe the Wyndham versus the US Amateur, and which what stinks about the Wyndham though is it is a historic event. And one of these small markets, which I always like to champion, whether it's, you know, the Sanderson or something like Detroit, whatever, um, at, a, at a classic course. But it's it's really going to be overshadowed, I would guess. This is just guessing for the golf nuts who are going to watch the U.S. Amateur. Yeah, I, I think the golf nuts, just like last year where the U.S. Amateur seemed to overshadow the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs at uh, Medina, oh. I think the USAM's probably going to do the same thing this year at, obviously, Bandon Dunes and Pacific Dunes for the stroke play, uh, or not, Bandon Dunes and Bandon Trails for the stroke play. Apologies for the misspeak there. Uh, and then it'll shift to Bandon Dunes for the match play. Then, you know, golf on, links golf on the ocean is... It's pretty tough to, yeah, prime time is pretty, I guess that's one benefit is that the Wyndham gets to be the undercard. It's not overlapping necessarily, but but by Sunday, it's later, the amateur on TV. How do you Um, think they feel about being the undercard? To the amateur? Yeah. Probably not good. Not good. I would love to see the Greensboro. I would love to see it become a popping event and and they have a Wyndham, you know, not the fluff a brand but they seem like a really committed great freaking partner to pro golf and they're getting jammed in here who's getting the early check-in times next year who's going to get that elite status i mean they have the wyndham grand which you know those are that upper echelon hotels might be the you know the the sweet spot for these tour pros but the uh the other aspect of it is with wyndham is Hopefully this virus goes away so that their business kind of gets back to normal. Because That's I'm true. sure that it's not been good on the on the mid mid tier hotel chain or any no. hotel chain really. Um, yeah, no, so no. 
you know, from the tour standpoint, you got this big, big sponsor who's put together a big check, um, who's, you know, the current landscape of the world's probably not been too kind to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to go through the full schedule for the week here. Uh, we've already dabbled a little bit with it, but Hey, I wanted to mention, how about taco fall? You got that out there into the world, the golf world this morning. Seven. What is he? Six, seven, seven five, seven, five. Taco I think he's got fall. an eight foot wingspan. Swinging the golf club at the Disney. Is it Disney? Yeah. They're out of Disney with, uh, who's he with? Mo Bamba or Bull Bull? One of the, another seven footer or, or pushing seven footer. Um, I'm surprised there hasn't been more Mickey Mouse bunker content coming out of the NBA bubble, quite honestly. Well, you but can only see move. the Mickey Mouse bunker, bunker above. I, well, I've got people that I've commented on a, it's a nice move. You know, this is all granted that Taco Falls never played golf before and he's seven foot five. And I got people in my mentions being like, oh, it's not a good move. That's not oh, a good move at God's all. Sake. It's like, come on, cut the guy a break. Have you ever seen. <laughs> You imagine trying to swing a golf club when you're seven five? He's playing with Mo Bamba, who's over seven feet. I would love to just. I like watching seven footers do any normal menial task. Yeah. Like I could yeah. watch Taco Fall get in and out of a car and be entertained. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I he would probably love, love to that see too. It. That you're making him this little circus act, watching him laugh and giggle, entertained by getting him in and out of a car. I wish I was seven five, but I imagine doing a lot of things are difficult. Being seven five, I wouldn't even be able to get into my basement at seven five. Hey, my dad played with the uh, Zydrunas Ilgowskis. No you know, way, the center for the Cavs. Like, yeah, Big Z. Big Z. Maybe like four or five years ago, he had just started playing golf. He's seven three. And my dad said he had a stock set of clubs. Irons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like he had just started and he had a stock clubs off the rack somewhere at 7-3 and he's trying to, he eventually, I've seen him in recent years. He got like a full, like a, obviously a custom set. But yeah, my dad said it was pretty amusing. If you're 7-5, do you need like a custom car? I would think so, right? Or just... I mean, there's got to be an entire universe of cars that are just off the table. Not a chance. I mean, what do you get? Suburban or I? I don't know. Do you, do you need, need a? I don't know. It seems like you'd be sitting in the back seat almost and f- be able to drive a car from the back seat. Yeah, it is an interesting. Yeah, but then your head is like so far from the windshield in I, the front of the car, and your head hitting this roof Top. of the car. Sure, sure. That's an interesting question. You got me pondering deep things right now. Um, all right, but no, I appreciate you sharing that. Oh, it's, 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 it's Aggregation Central now. Oh, yeah, the, the train cat, left the Aggregation cat, Station. It's just pure catnip for, for all the publications. You won't believe... <laughs> The seven foot five. They can't use his name in the you know in the in the title. They want you to click through. Um, you know that, that Taco, Taco Fall. So he's you know for those that aren't aware of Taco Fall, he's seven five. He's he's not even a, a he doesn't usually make the 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 playing roster. He's on the fifteen man roster, but he's very rarely in the twelve man roster. And I hear. You know, in Boston, like, you know, if if they, he's like the favorite player of Boston. And before yeah. the whole shutdown, like, you know, if, if they're up big or down big and Taco doesn't get in at the end of the game, people are legitimately pissed. Yes, they want him in. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, he's... <laughs> He's like a fan favorite now. He was, he was at UCF, right? And they almost beat uh-huh. Duke in the tournament. Uh, yeah. Uh, now he's working on his game, trying Appar- to get that handicap done. Apparently, he cannot like walk the streets of Boston because Stop he's being. like he he's more famous than like their star players. That makes sense in a way. Makes sense in a way. All right, good taco discussion. Taco Tuesday here. It We're is talking Taco Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> there you go. You like that? <laughs> uh, all right, schedule for the week. We have the USGA, the US Amateur Championship that starts Wednesday. Match play, round of 64. That will be six from... Oh, it starts on Peacock. That's the yeah. new uh, streaming streaming service from uh Supposedly it's Farms. free. Is it? I have no idea. It's pretty cool that a golf tournament and NBC got together to, to make a streaming service. 
You're talking about the Jackson, Mississippi tournament, the Jackson, Sanders, Mississippi. Yeah. Sanderson and, and NBC teaming up to make like a, a streaming service for, they, for the masses. Yeah, they each brought their own insights to it, the partnership and the chicken company and the media company got the streaming. Peacock company. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, sure. What a dumb discussion that just was. All right, so Wednesday, 6 to 7 on Peacock, 7 to 9 on Wednesday and Thursday nights. Actually, Wednesday through Friday, 7 to 9. And then Saturday and Sunday, 7 to 10 p.m. Holy crap, that will be awesome. That will be, I'm very excited to watch that late night on the weekends. It'll be wine golf. Wine golf. Smith Devereaux golf? Smith Devereaux golf, yeah. There you go. Well, there's plenty of uh, Bixby golf coming too as well this week. Um, all right. So that's, do you have any comments on that? Or let's uh, just get through the full schedule. Oh, let's get through the full schedule. That's event of the week. It narrowly is beating the Pennsylvania Open, which is being held at Oakmont. Oakmont. Yeah. A couple of listeners want us to shout that out. So I'm sorry. It's a great event. It's, you know, really awesome. But you ran up against... The USAM at Bandon. So sometimes, and it's the, probably the strongest USAM field ever because of the way they did the exemption. Exactly. That's the underrated thing about this USAM is the best field they've ever had because you don't get the randomness of qualifiers. Pennsylvania Open probably has some pretty good options to choose from to host. Oh, That's yeah. Not, be- not, not a bad open to get in. Um, all right, Notables, real quick. This is from Brentley Romine, who is there at Golf Channel. He sent me notables. He made sure to send them through. Andy Ogletree, obviously defending champ. John Augustine, who won two. Davis Thompson, he's the highest-ranked player in the field. He's number four in the Wager. Oh, someone else sent us. There's a, a wide, massive Davis zone this week. Oh, yeah. There is, there are a there's lot like of four, Davises. Four or five Davises in the field. Davis Thompson is one of them. Uh, there's several Davises. Uh, somebody had stardom all as their favorite. Cole Hammer, Pearson Cootie, John Pock, FSU is a PGA Tour University leader. And then Roman sent SGS notables. Jovan Rebula, who's of course related. Ernie, the big yeah. Ernie's nephew. Nephew. Doug Hansel, who's 63, type 1 diabetic and re- retired pulmonologist. What does a pulmonologist do? I don't know. I'm unaware. That's not my specialty. I don't either. And I have some guesses, but whatever comes out, I don't want to sound like a complete idiot. So I'm not going to hazard them. Uh, Bob Royak, who's 58, and his wife and he assist in finding families for Russian orphans. Wow. So he could win the USAM. Apparently, Brenly says it's, it's bummed that COVID-19 will keep a gallery of Russian orphans from following the Royaks around. Uh, and then Yaroslav Merkulov, Reinstated him, which probably rubs you the wrong way. He's 30, a Duke product, and he lost to Jordan Spieth in the U.S. Junior Quarters. So, Whoa. Oh, nine U.S. Junior Quarters. How old was Spieth? Spieth had to be like 14. 2009? Yeah, Yeah, if he's 30 now, Spieth's only 27. Yeah. Yeah. So he was 19? Playing in the U.S. Junior Quarters? Hmm. He forgot, Seems, you know, Stu Hagestad, Lucas uh, oh, yeah. Michelle. Thought, yeah, the whole the whole field is notable. Ricky Castillo is not playing because of COVID concerns, which you know maybe there's an asterisk here because he uh, he was feeling sick, so he didn't make the trip. But he yeah, was so. number two ranked uh, amateur in the Wagger, uh, great player. But bummer, he's not there. Um, but they're they're one one and a half rounds in now. Yeah. So yeah, David, yeah. shout out David Perkins from Illinois. It's he, his family, the owners of the Pancake House. No, not not the, the infamous per, Tiger Bears. <laughs> Tiger's favorite breakfast joint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any other amateur thoughts? Course, course highlights. Anything you want to spotlight with Bandit? Uh, it's going to be amazing to see a golf ball once it hits the ground. Is where the shot almost starts, as opposed to. You know, mm-hmm. what we see week in, week out. It looks like it's going to be very windy all week, too. Yep. So just the the idea of having a, a static playbook of how you play this golf course is is not the case out at Bandon. Uh, we saw it with that college event at, at Pacific Dunes this year where 
It's a, they had to set up at about 65, 6,600 yards. Only a couple guys under par for the week. And, you know, it wasn't the, they had three top 25 teams there. So, so yeah. a lot of guys that are in the field this week were in that field. And Bandon, you can't just have a prescriptive hit it here, hit it here uh, playbook when it's 30, 30 mile an hour winds and uh, a really firm and fast golf course, which is what you'll see out there. It's fescue, uh, sand based, and it should be really spectacular golf. And there's nothing really better than primetime golf on the Pacific Ocean with the sun going down. Um, so that's going to be an awesome week, uh, awesome watch this week, event of the week. Set your DVRs and uh, enjoy that if you if you can't catch it one night. Prime and one of, I'll tell you, one of my favorite days of golf is the round of sixteen in the USAM because okay. I think I think it's the I think if you're in the top eight, you get exemptions into the next year. So they're playing for something, but then with eight groups out there, there's so much action, you know. And and, mm-hmm. and it I think it really is the peak of what. I would think about if I were, you know, doing these one day events that seem to be popping up is when you have eight twosomes out there, you can really jump around a lot and you, it feels like the, the broadcast just really moves. Yep. That is Thursday night. That's the round of 16. Uh, I can't believe the golf channel didn't have you out there. You are the walking reporter for amateur events at Bandon Dunes. I can't believe that you weren't a part of this. You're like, that's like not putting Vern in the tower at 16 for the Masters. I, how, what, uh, this is your corner now. I this was, is where you I made your broadcasting little, debut. I was a little out of their price range. <laughs> <laughs> like Phil with CBS, numbers not right yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I, when I, we got to work our way up there. I don't know if I was too stellar on my first uh, first go around as a walking oh, reporter. It's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> All right. Um, on the PGA Tour. So that's the USAM. PGA Tour. We have the Wyndham Championship, Sedgefield Country Club. Hey, speaking of, I, after seeing what Balionis is going through, you know, I don't know if I want to be a walking reporter on TV. Yeah. I don't know if I want the spotlight with all the haters. Do you want to talk about that? I mean... Do you want to talk about it? It's coverage. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll the, say this. There, is, there were too many delayed shots. I'm sorry. They showed a lot of shots, but it was all out of order. And this is where the mix-up mix came in with me on Monday, talking about whether they put the Morikawa graphic up too soon. It was an early call. Well, I guess it wasn't, but they hadn't shown like Scotty Scheffler, who was the only one who could tie him. That was delayed by like a few minutes, teeing off. So it, I guess it wasn't an early call, but the viewer had no no idea that Scheffler had already teed off. Well, that's where you need your second screen experience with Shot Tracker. I'll just say there are a lot of whatever. Okay, all right. ESPN did a great job. CBS. Uh, it sounds like they did a pretty good job, and they're happy about it. Um, I don't know. I hate that people are popping off at her on. on I'll media. I'll say that this and this is my two cents. I I have done one broadcast, and I will say what she said about people being pundits without ever doing a broadcast is one hundred percent true because it's extraordinarily difficult and you don't understand. And this was what I did was a very small, you know, three camera setup. I was the only person on site with a microphone. The The broadcast was being done in, in Austin. But you don't understand how difficult live golf is until you do it. Um, you know, they had me running between groups at one point, you know, trying to catch up to another group because in the, all the cameramen are lugging 50-pound cameras around. Like, golf is not an easy sport. And I think it's one of the – I do agree somewhat with – until you walk a day in their shoes, you don't really understand everything that goes into it. That being said, I do have a, I do expect better than a lot of the things they do. Yeah. And my counter to the, you don't understand crowd would be that there are a lot of producers and people who are in the business and maybe people at the tour saying it wasn't that great. Yeah. And that's it. The delayed shots and the way they, orchestrated it they showed a lot of shots like people who are in the business are saying you know behind closed doors and off the record that it wasn't that great 
that's that's my only counter to that so but i i hate the couch but you know the couch critics and we, we are often that anyways didn't want to talk about coverage but here we are the tour sedgefield country club uh that's the usual split you know thursday friday golf channel and cbs will take it late on the weekend any comments on sedgefield sedgefield great it's actually one of the first residential golf courses in the in the world really do you know that uh, if I did, it was from you last year or something saying it, it vaguely rings a bell now, maybe. So yeah, it was like one of the first, uh, plans that was developed with housing in mind. So, so it begat the just complete, uh, t- tumbling of golf course architecture where the oh. housing then became the priority over the routing in the course one could that say accurate? that this is the, this is one of the courses that started golf course architecture's demise granted this one was designed with the course in mind first and then housing later but you know typically it, it, it makes historically it makes a lot of sense like you know i think always the counter to the say malcolm gladwell argument about clubs and communities and how clubs are closed door is that the all these a lot of these extremely affluent communities became where they were because of the golf. So if you look at old aerials of LA country club, nothing was around it when it, when it was built, you know, there was no houses and then there's this nice club and then all these people start to move in around it. Same could be said about, you know, Chicago golf club. It was a farm. And now all of a sudden Wheaton is, you know, the town of Wheaton, which is one of the nicest Western suburbs of Chicago is right around it. And I think that's one of the things is that it's interesting from the historical evolution of golf courses is that, you know, somebody had the bright ideas like, hey, everybody moves in around the golf course once it's built. Why don't we sell the homes as well? And yeah. and then it became, well, we want to build this housing development. We need a golf course. It, it kind of went full circle where, you know, it was just golf. It was you build the golf course and then everybody would move. And then this is an example of, hey, we're going to build this golf course. We know people are going to move here. So let's do the housing, too, to then eventually it switched to, hey, we want to build housing. We have to have a golf course. So, yeah, right. It's right, really right. A, a kind of a, you know, it's obviously a Dow Ross golf course, but in the history of, of development and the way golf courses were built, it is one of the, the most um, influential ones in the history of golf. Gotcha. Very good history there. Little, mini little history lesson. I enjoyed it. I don't like giving Malcolm Gladwell any kind of run, but uh, I appreciate that. I, my concern about that, as some of these people that say it's bad for the environment is they just want to put up, you know, another red Robin and orange theory they're, they're, That's my concern. And how is that any better? I get keeping it a public space. It might be better use of the land, but I don't know. It just seems like a lot of these people just want to develop over these golf courses too. Well, that's the um, thing is, is a lot in a lot of places like San Francisco is a perfect example. If the golf courses yeah. didn't exist, like, yes. you know, there would be no green space in the city. It's not green. Yeah. Yes. Feature groups at Sedgefield. Brooksy, making the making the defending. Wyndham Rewards champion coming to coming into town with the spoils, the extra mints on his pillow, the extra pillows, the early check in time. No. I think someone we got insight from the ground. This is the kind of dumb intel we get is that they don't stay at a Wyndham. They stay at some fancy tower in Greensboro. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Brooksy, Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, featured group. Webb. Sanjay, Brendan Todd, featured group. JT Poston, Brant Snedeker, and Sergio Garcia plays this every plays year. This pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Patrick Reed, a former winner. Paul Casey and Shane Lowry. Those are your four featured groups at Sedgefield. I got a, I got a little bone to pick here. Okay, what's that? You're putting out, you know, this event's all about the Wyndham Top 10 and keeping your card usually, but this year it doesn't really matter. I'm not actually yeah. sure, and, you know, this is something that a, a prepared podcaster would do, but does it matter if you finish Top 125 this year? Do you get your full status? Say you're a, a rookie. I assume you get full status then, and you might there might be a reshuffling of status. Yes. I think there's a reordering, reshuffling, maybe. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's about all that. that 
you're playing for. So you lose the card thing, but we still have this top 10 thing, right? And I didn't hear the name Abe Answer on your feature groups. Did it, Did you say Abe Answer? No, I didn't say Abe Answer. Hideki's playing also, right? I don't know. So don't Abe know. Answer's 13th in the Wyndham top 10. Now they put Todd, uh, Sungjae, and, and Webb together who are all in the top 10. Patrick Reed's in the top 10. They have four players in this field from the top 10. A big, big uptick this year from last year where they only had one player, Paul Casey. Yeah. Will Knights was texting us. There's a 400% increase year over year or something like that of top 10 players showing up. Uh, I don't see tee times yet. But wouldn't you um, want to have Abe answer if, if he's vying for a spot in the top 10 in your featured groups? Isn't that the I big guess. storyline this week? Isn't that what you're trying to... Isn't that what Wyndham paid millions of dollars for, this storyline, and you're not even playing it up? Sure. Sure. No, I agree. I, I agree. It's it's Whoever did that deal at the tour... Probably got a race. Yeah, she get a promotion of some sort. <laughs> it's literally one for one FedEx Cup points. It's the same thing. It just ends, you know, three weeks earlier. Now, there's one other huge storyline this week. Massive. Uh oh. What could that be? David Bergano Jr.'s <laughs> last start of his major medical. The major and when medical, did that start? which started in 2009. This guy's been collecting major medical money for 11 years. <laughs> He's the poster boy. Him and Chris Couch, I think. But Bergano, didn't he do some noble like WD at the Detroit event? And he was like praised for it because somebody got in the field. Will Gore? I don't know who they gave the spot to. I, I forget. But um, think about think about this. What was the what was the medical issue? He, do we he, even know he, back so or wrist or something? He's been on medical extension since. So this is since 2004 because of a bulging disc in his back that took 11 years to be diagnosed as a problem in his hip. So he's only played, this is as of of last year, he played 28 times. Obviously he's played a few times this year. But he, he uh, Nate Lashley was the person he WD'd. Uh, last the year. guy's been on essentially medical since 2004. Yeah. He's got an incredible aesthetic, too. I mean, he got the deep V, unbuttons all the way down, often wearing a chain of some sort that's like flying out, like a gold chain. So uh, keep in mind that Major Medical nets you roughly. Well, how much? It's, it's between ten dollars and $20,000 a month. This guy's made millions of dollars sitting on his couch since 2004. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The money... Put into that, put into driveways, put into TPC network maintenance. Just what could be done is the champions tour purses. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and then you look at the web.com it, it, over the years has not even seen an, a price a purse increase for that would adjust for inflation. Yeah. Uh, anything else on should we do one and dones while we're on it on Greensboro? Sure. Why not? Who's your one and done pick? Um, Who you got? I I kind of want to take the big woo woo. See, I was going to say I knew you were going to do that. I I'm not gonna though. Okay. I like Todd a lot here. Uh, who who? How could you not? You know, God, I was getting laughed off this podcast for picking him in a one and done just a year <laughs> ago, and here you are. Webb is always. To I, I already took Webb, but Webb is like a slam dunk here. You should never not oh. take Webb if you have him available. If um, you have him. But, uh, I, and then, you know, Paul Casey's another good pick who we learned you hate. You know, your least favorite player. I don't hate him. I just think he's a phony. And by the way, when I put that out there Sunday night, I got a lot of positive feedback from people in the know. Tour types, <laughs> Euro types. Oh, that was, that was insightful. It's a good call. We have people who know better than I. So, I, I, you know, I'm sure, like with all people, some people probably think he's an asshole. Some people probably think he's the greatest guy in the world. Some of us all have bad days every now and then. I, I just got a lot of reinforcement feedback. You, so, are he's you my gonna, pick, by the way. You're taking I'm going with Casey. I thought yeah. you were going to take Ryan Moore since he rested up for this. <laughs> That's a good point. 
That's a good point. He, kind of, he turned down the PGA. I rush. think I might have to take him just because of that. Do it. You got to do I'm it. I'm taking Rymo. There you go. Who comes in better prepared, better mindset? I just than hope Rymo. that he doesn't play like Jacko Van Zyl did in the, <laughs> in the Olympics. I'm going to be so pissed if he misses the cut. What if Siwoo makes it and Rymo misses? Siwoo had a dominant win here. Yeah. Yeah. What was he, 19? Yeah. Something? God. He's still only 23 or 4. It's kind of insane. Yeah. He's been yeah. playing really good golf lately. Also, Reed's first win when Justine was on the back. She's not been around as much anymore. Didn't he beat Spieth one year in this? Yeah, I think that was the year. 13. It wasn't. It was, was that his first win? Reed's first win? Yeah. Yes, yes. This was his first win, Wyndham. Um, any other thoughts on Wyndham? You ready to move off that? I'm ready to move off that. Are you? It, yeah, let's keep going through the schedule of the week. But first, a read from Rucket. Our friends at Rucket. Summer of Rucket continues to roll on. I will not remember the promo code, so just tell me what it is again. SGS15. 15. SGS15 gets you 15% off orders of $100 or more. They looks like they are pretty much in full stock. They're getting the XL chippers in. The Husky Boy chippers, apparently. <laughs> Thick Boy chip, chipping nets are coming into stock. Uh, it's, you know, perfect tool as we, you know, I get a little Smith Devro glass. I go out there in the back, I chip. That's the one thing I've not been able to get out. I'm flexible. My wife can yell at me to come back in the house and help. And I'm not like gone at the course. It's just, it's a good way to practice and play golf with, uh, you know, staying tethered to the house. I'll, I'll so. tell you what, I, I've got a big life event coming and I imagine <laughs> that this life event's probably going to restrict me from yeah, golf for a while. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a, a, a time, the, the fall of rocket for me. It's fantastic. We got a hoop in our driveway. They've got basketball rebounders. We would live on a hill. Ball goes flying everywhere. Uh, of course, I got to chase it. It's under the cars. I'm getting on the ground. I'm trying to pop oh, it out. It's the from worst under the when it goes oh, the under worst. the car. And there's one where it goes across the street and starts running at, after the sewer. You know, and I'm this fat dad idiot running down the street to get the ball before it goes in the sewer. So we got all they got rebounders for basketball. They got uh, their hitting nets. I think are all in stock again, right? Pretty much the hack nets. You get the mat with them. So they've been a great sponsor all summer. Uh, I think our audience has showed up for them pretty well. Everybody's been pretty happy with the products, and uh, the promo code is SGS15. All right, thanks to Rocket again. Uh, continuing with our schedule for the week, we have the champions, the aforementioned major champion, Chip, the Bridgestone senior players at the venerable Firestone Country Club in Akron. Um, I don't have much. It's a limited field event. Is Anything if you're, else? If you're playing? One would assume, right? And, and bigger. Kind of earn? Yeah, he's got to play. I, You know, to be honest. And I had the field list up. Like I'll, a psycho. I'll say something, and it, it goes against everything I, I feel about the Champions Tour. Champion Tour, tour gets more juice the older you get. I don't see Furek in the field. Really? I don't see him. No. No. Ernie is. Corey Pavin. Gene Sowers. Retief. Tanaka Awa. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of spotlight candidates sitting here. Big, big Earn, VJ. Russ Cochran. Russ Cochran. Slim Down Monty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he better watch himself there in Northeast Ohio, 7 Mr. Pro V1, Kenny Perry. <laughs> the alternate list. It's pretty interesting. Ted Schultz is in there. Esteban Toledo. Wounded Ducks in the field. We're? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the senior players. That is on, I don't know, the 11 other, to 2. It doesn't matter. Should we do a senior players like pool, pick them pool? Maybe. That could be good. If you have other people did PGA pools, we should do a PGA Tour champion. I wonder pool. if Will Knights could cook something up. I think we could do it. You could pick like five guys, although it'd be hard to get a variety. The, uh, um, the other thing about it is when you tune in, you can watch the pros play the same hole over and over again. <laughs> 
You're a big fan of the South Course, aren't you? Not. I just like to stir uh, stir up the pot. I I like it. Northeast Ohio just gets so mad. That's not when you, when you make fun of Firestone. It is that's just, not accurate at all. You Northeast I think Ohio probably do. No, that's not all, accurate all the, at all. All the people of Northeast Ohio that are so so sensitive about any critique of Firestone. It's like it's the you know the birthplace of the game of golf that you're criticizing. This when is you, the most ridiculous <laughs> straw man you've ever made. The people of Northeast Ohio are fairly secure <laughs> in their golf scene and don't even half them don't even know outside of Akron that. Fire Firestone exists. What are you talking about? Get out of here with this. You're trying to give us like the Bell Reef syndrome where everybody <laughs> St. Louis hates you for talking shit about Bell Reef. That's not how it goes with Firestone. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> people just love all their childhood memories of going to watch oh. Tiger at the NEC Invitational blur the fact that the golf course sticks and uh, and it, oh you don't even understand how, how much movement's out there and oh, oh nobody she, says that oh yeah Come that on. is exactly members say that I doubt anybody besides members uh, I remember going there as a kid all the time just like you're talking about this is how i got into pro golf way back when it was the world series of golf the nec i, I followed Y.E. yane actually once before here before he became hit the big time you know um, what I, I i talked to Y.E. yang at a honda honda classic years ago during really? a rain delay and you know Y.E. Yeah. yang can do one like it was doing one-legged squats that was like his you know, I, I forgot which pro uh, other pros were around. They're like, why you show him your one-legged squat? This is, he could like go what? all the way down. Yeah. I wonder if he does a hammer draw. Probably. He's a gotta be right. It's Troy, it's Troy, Troy boy might be in this. That's a good point. He was just. No, he's no, not in. I don't see him. Don't see him. El Pato's in it. DeMarco. Franco. Carlos Franco. <laughs> Mr. Yerba Mate. That's who I, I want to win. Ratif Goosen is the defending champ, by the way. Lumpy. Lumpy's in it. Fresh off his 3M one and done pick by me. <laughs> uh, Couples is playing. He doesn't really play like, much. Luck anyway. Lighter's up there. I can't, we're just reading off the field list for this Champions Tour. Hey, while we're on the subject of Champions Tour, um, I got a... Fantastic tip that I'd forgotten about from Ford Canale. That's his uh, Twitter handle. Of a uh, little, I don't know, former controversy with the anchorman, Ron Burgundy. Oh, do tell. Accusing, accusing someone else of cheating 10 years ago. Uh, a favorite of yours, Phil Mickelson. Oh. He accused Phil of cheating with no the grooves. Way. Yes, with the grooves. Remember when the yeah. the U Groves um, were outlawed and Phil like you know, but there was the exception to the twenty year old Peni because of the lawsuit. It's just I forgot about this. He told the San Francisco Chronicle, this is Tory Pines ten years ago. He was McCarran was appalled that Mickelson would use the clubs that violated quote the spirit of the rules. McCarran said this despite aware being aware that the sixty degree wedge from the mid nineteen eighties and Mickelson's bag was on the conforming list. Quote, it's cheating, and I'm appalled Phil has put it in play. The anchorman himself, throwing everybody else out. Now, a week later, that was a goofy stretch. A couple guys put it in the bag. Um, uh, Robert Allenby, I guess, was also pissed at Phil for doing it. Called him against the spirit of the rules. Mr., uh, I don't know, what, what's his nickname? Allenby? Yeah, we don't have one for him, do we? I don't think he needs it. Mr. Waikiki. So McCarran then next week apologizes. These quotes are just so rich given what, what he does now. I don't think they believed many players would be using a 20-year-old wedge, but if you got a wedge that actually puts more spin on it, the guys are going to use it. They have every right to be able to use it. It is illegal. I would just like to see everybody play the same clubs. Whoa. At, everybody punch the same way? Yeah. At the moment, we can't. There are many guys out here on tour who are under contract who can't play those king wedges. That's your they own problem. That's your own the- fault. What an unbelievably... Oh, God. It's your own doing. Don't sign the contract with whoever you signed it with. I don't know who... 
he was sponsored McCarrie. by. Yeah, now he's with Tour Edge now, right? He does yeah. the Tour Edge commercials. He was. Um, he, I'm surpr- he probably was signed by like Adams or something or Orlemar. <laughs> so it was just interesting to straight up say he was appalled and it's cheating, and then the next week, you know, he gets with Phil, he apologizes, and says, "I would just like to see everybody play the same clubs." Interesting, interesting, given his current career resurgence with the uh, lawn putter. All right, that's enough Champions Tour talk for many months, I would suggest. Hey, I had one more thought on that. How would you yeah. ever know if somebody was using illegal grooves? That's a good point. You got you to check the bags, right? For the start of each round. How, but how would you ever know if the grooves were legal or not? Like, do you, do you think somebody would look at the grooves and be able to tell? I mean, no. Let me tell you something. If they're not testing the fucking drivers, I don't think anybody knows what any grooves are on any of these clubs. Don't you think? They're not even testing the most important club in the bag. These guys could be out there with who knows, right? Yeah. I, I, I thought kid- about this because uh, Bryson hit a shot somewhere and the announcers this weekend were like, Oh, there's going to be no way he could get spin on this because it, it might have even been like the first hole and he was in the rough or something. I, it, but it, it just immediately stopped. And I thought to myself, I'm not accusing Bryson of cheating. <laughs> but, but I immediately thought to myself, I was like, God, like nobody would have any clue if you used illegal yeah. grooves. Yeah. Can you do that with an eye test? Can like equipment? I don't aces- think so. We might have to ask a call in John Wall and see if if he know, if he could spot him from uh, afar. Yeah, yeah, Wizards guard, get him on the pod. Um, all right, LPGA Tour, continue with the schedule for the week. Aberdeen Standard Investments Ladies Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club. That'll be seven to eleven a.m. all four days. Coffee golf from Scotland Renaissance Club. Ladies Scottish, good stuff. So. The, a lot of the LPGA players won't be playing in that, right? It, does, it doesn't it does. seem like it, no, because well, they got they a quarantine can. for the British, the women's British, right? Mm-hmm. I they, think. Can they even get over there? I think they're all going over there. Christina Kim went over already. Gabby Ruffles said she was going at the women's AM. She's going over there. Is Mrs. Ruffles um, going too? Mrs. and Mr. Know. Ruffles? I think Mr. Dorito is going to make it, but <laughs> I don't know about Mrs. Ruffles. God, so dumb. Uh, so I think everybody's playing it, right? I, I just imagine the Scottish, they're not over there and quarantined enough. Does that make sense? But we're talking unprepared right now out of our ass. All right, elsewhere. Corn Ferry Tour. The Boise Open. Also on TV. It's crazy. That's tape delayed 9 to 11 p.m. after uh, USAM coverage on Thursday and Friday, 5 to 7 on the weekend. So finally, the Corn Ferry Tour is back on TV and it's competing with like eight events. The PGA Tour, Champions Tour, Amateur, Euro Tour, Ladies Scottish. There's just, they just got to squeeze them in, which is unfortunate because we're always clamoring for KFT uh, TV coverage. So. This would be usually the start of the... the- yeah playoffs but yeah Boise always had or recently had a spot in the playoffs um and then on the Euro Tour we have the historic Celtic or Celtic classic at Celtic Celtic Manor one of the best Ryder Cup venues of all time the 2010 course site of bring bring your proper rain suit at Celtic Manor Overton's Um, boom baby yeah exactly boom baby uh that it's going to have to be on tape delay. Looks like there's just no room. That's Friday. That's 5 to 7 a.m., 6 to 9 a.m., tape delayed on, uh, yeah, it's tape delayed. They're just elbowing their way in where they can. This is where I wish somebody would go to a different day schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It would require some collaboration and foresight, which obviously, it doesn't for, exist. For, well, in foresight, it's impossible because of what happened. Given the current. So I can't complain. There's no complaint being lodged there. I'm just, it's no. an, we have an embarrassment of riches of golf this week. Yep. Yep. All right. So event of the week is the US Amateur, though, correct? Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, news. 
the President's Cup is going to Montreal. I think Royal Montreal. I saw there was a press conference going on or something for the President's Cup right after the PGA. I thought to myself, why is this going on? I didn't, didn't know what it was for, though. So that's 2024 now. Um, any reaction to that? No. No, I don't, I don't think the golf course is really very good. But, it, you know, Montreal is a city I really want to go see. So I would argue that this last President's Cup was maybe the most successful, riveting, compelling President's Cup. Aside from probably the Ernie Tiger one in the dark. That went to a playoff. I, I know you. I know they want to spread it around the world, but we're seeing right now that like the on-site stuff should be secondary to providing the best entertainment product on television. Like the on-site and the Presidents Cup is just when you want to talk about inauthentic. It is a contrived contest that was put together so you know whatever Citibank or whatever the partners are could get off a week of stuff, activation. So they want that on-site ability. But what we just saw, prime time from Royal Melbourne, just go for it every time. It worked as a t- worked as a, in December, perfect TV, but I don't think they're going to be playing in Montreal in December. Just a guess. I doubt it. Um, but it was just so perfect, and why try to mess with the good thing? I'm not even saying you need to go back to Royal Melbourne, but find a great course, find a prime time American audience in you know, an off time of year. It was such a windfall, but you know, we're going to Montreal. So nothing against Montreal. I realized I got to spread it around and it just bothers me after what we just got. Well, so. that you would, you would need to be operating under the pretense that you think that venue matters at all, but the PGA tour just thinks that uh, the, the players can carry the day everywhere. Which, you know, in many cases they can, but for an event like the President's Cup, we certainly saw that a great golf course heightens the experience. Um, but, you know what, whatever, I don't care. It's five years from now, or four years from now, future <laughs> Andy true. will have to deal with it then. <laughs> That's very, very good point. Very good point. Um, the Distance Insights Report being oh. pushed off to 2021. Are you upset about this? Did you think this... I don't understand yeah. what needs to be pushed off. Like, what? why can't they study and do their stuff now? And maybe this is a good question that I should ask somebody at the at the USGA, but, like, what? why push it off? It seems like a better time than ever to dig into a bunch of data, you know? Like, you, this seems like a studying distance and the insights and all this seems like a, a perfectly logical thing that you could do during a pandemic. Yeah crazy echo there my wi-fi just went out are you hearing me all right yeah oh my god you're echoing like a madman that's great i'm getting andy four or five times over every time you talk um no i it does seem like an ideal time to dig into the numbers and come back and like i've always said you know this is the time these pros they just got went a few months without golf this is the time where you can kind of move the goalposts on them and apply. Hey, if you want your game, you just had it taken away from you, and here's what we're doing. We're coming back. You got to play faster. You got to use this equipment. We got It's out of control this way and that way. It seems like, you know, the pandemic, not that it should provide cover for anything, would be a good opportunity to sort of reset where we're at. Yeah. That's all I got. Oh, That's, my God. That would make sense. Yeah, there you go. All right, we might have to wrap up with this echo I'm getting. All right, all I have left is U.S. Open betting odds. Kepka and Bryson are the favorites. Everybody's worked up about this. They're 12 to 1. Does it matter? It doesn't. Winfoot. It doesn't. Bryson's the betting favorite. Anything else you want to get off for this Wednesday episode? Uh, I had did one we other miss thing. any segments? Oh, did you see the ratings? Yeah. I don't know what any of those mean, really, but... I know. We always, I mean, ratings don't imbue whether something was good or bad or significant or insignificant, in my opinion. It's just a thing for these media reporters to tweet about. Uh, The network PR people, they they get creative with how they write it. It's like, oh, biggest number in 10 years for, you know, women between ages 19 and 23 uh, watching from 635 to 645. Like, they just write this so they can write in the headline, biggest number. And then you drill down. But no, they were 
by and large, good ratings. Um, to be expected. First major in more than a year, primetime television, not a lot of competition, some competition with the NBA and NHL and baseball, but, you know, it was network TV sports. So, n- not surprising. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, decent ratings. I'd expect better with so little competition, but it just like, just general comp. There's no competition in, like, youth sports. There's no youth sports. There's no... Like, there's so little competition that I would have expected better. That's a good point. That's a good point. All uh, right. Bre- what Brendan else? Todd is 100 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. Uh, Same odds as Cam Champ. Don't call me Cameron. Cameron, don't call me Cam. Oh. I'm just looking at odds. It's interesting. No, I don't care about ratings. I just, I, I think, like, people talk about them too much. And, like, at the end of the day, like, what does it even mean? What like, are Tiger's what is, what odds? What do you do next? Uh, thirty to one. He has the same odds as Webb, J Day, Finau, Rose, and Fleetwood. Do you like Tiger at Wingfoot? Let's start our U.S. Open preview right now. Um, I, th- I don't mind him. Yeah, sure, sure. He's got some. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get 800 articles about his putter between now and then. What's in the bag? The thing, uh, yeah, he, the that was the. The tournament he played right after his dad died, so he didn't even really like. You know, he was. He was amidst like one of the best stretches of his career, but obviously that had a big impact. Um, yeah, I, I I don't mind Tiger there. I like him. I think the weather will be good for him, and uh, yeah, that that's gonna be an awesome tournament. I'm pumped about Wingfoot. I'm like really yeah. really pumped about Wingfoot. I uh, I wish we could go. I don't think yeah. I'm gonna be able to go, but yeah, you're gonna be rocking your baby to sleep. So. I know. All right. Adjustment period. (laughs) Everyone enjoy the U.S. Amateur Wednesday night. Uh, Enjoy it Thursday night. I guess we'll be back Thursday after a round at Sedgefield. uh, Maybe after the U.S. Am. Who knows? Oh, yeah. We might have a little bonus episode coming this week. This is like the fourth podcast we've done today. Just peek behind the curtain. We might have a little bonus bonus pod coming this week. But uh, enjoy Wednesday. We'll be back with you at the end of the week.